standing those of you that need prayer for your body for your mind for your family for your job setting anything that you need a special prayer for I want you to slip down to the front we have ministries here
that are going to pray for you. Others are going to stretch forth their hands toward you. But this is a time to be bold. This is a time to take a step forward. There is already somebody has been touching the hem of his garment. There is a deep level of virtue in this house tonight. If you have anything going on in your home or heart, it's a time for you to lift up your hands and give him permission. He will never walk into your house, your heart, without your invitation. That's what prayer is all about, opening up our heart. These ministries are m moving forward, anointing with oil. There is a glory. Keep singing now, if you will. Keep worshiping while the work of the angels are taking place. Watch your thought patterns. The enemy don't want you to receive healing. But God is going to give you an advantage. Angels are going to whisper thoughts. That's right. In the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb, by the glory of the resurrection, we pray for brothers and sisters and victories. That's right. Oh, we worship you because you are healing. You are delivering. You are putting in motion victory. You are establishing anchor points. Uh, hallelujah. You can't praise him too much. Impossible to give him too much praise. He knows who he is. If your glory wants to come in, let it flow. We want it all. Your fire is consumed. I command every one of you in the house to receive victory right now. A spirit of victory. A spirit of healing. A spirit of glory. By the blood, the word, and the name of Jesus. I command your mind and body to receive it.
greatest things about being born again of the water and the spirit call children of God being born again and all of us were created by it but born again believers sanctify the ground they walk on they bring such power that demons can't stand in the same place with those people that walk in the blood of cleansing and then the authority of the spirit and word. It's impossible for the enemy to take over when those are dominant factors. Doesn't mean you're never tempted. It's when you give in to temptation that you allow the spirit of the Lord to be over on the side. But there's not two gods that can inhabit the same place. Either the light or the dark have to let fear take over to let the enemy bring in his weapons of destruction. So tonight in this special spirit of victory that's already happening and thank you so much for entertaining his presence of deliverance along with healing. We want to pray particularly for Tom Harris, Dawson Hill, Curtis Morris, Linda Adams, Carol Hush, Lois Weems, Billy Bolton, Bob Bolton, Gabby Shoemake, Lois Dickey, and Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother and Sister Charles Fleming, Brother and Sister Alton Bristow, Billy Trinata, and Jeremy Trinata. Sister Chris Anders, James Marilla, Tom and Tricia Shalar's son Case, and Owen Mary Malden, Jeremy Trinata, Jeff Fryer, Marcy and Carolyn you extend your heart, faith, and hands toward the cross and toward the empty tomb and remind the devil you can't conquer what God has already conquered. In the name of Jesus, I pray healing. 
on the wings of the angels in the glory of the atmosphere. I pray for receptive minds of all of these people because I know that those angels are going. And so I pray for angels to help them to open their heart and mind to receive the healing, the promise, and the glory. And God, we give you the praise for the setup of the government that you have designed to make easy access to the powers of heaven, of creation, healing, victory. I thank you for it. And we will fight for the right. Oh, hallelujah. Praise drives enemy forces away. Glorifying his name drives enemy powers out. Oh, yes. There is a dynamic in the house. There is a dynamic in your heart. of the difference between a healing and a miracle. If you cut your finger open, it becomes healed over days. That's a healing. It's a process. A miracle is either the avoidance of that or an actual momentary moment in which suddenly peace comes and fear is gone. There's two ways to get the victory. One's a healing and one's a miracle. And miracles can happen in this atmosphere. I don't care what you walked in with. You can walk in, out without it. That's right. I want us just to, just to let the holy hush over this place right now. Let the thoughts of God fill your heart and mind. Just play softly. Remember this as you're meditating in His presence. 
there's four of us. Joy comes from knowing you and him have a relationship that's rich. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. God can appreciate a hand clap more than any ball player or any winner of any trophy. He said, clap your hands, all you people. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. For he alone is worthy of all praise. You may be seated. We don't want to forget the upcoming events of True Fellowship, May 21st. Jack and Tracy Hoskins' house at 6 p.m. Sign-up sheet is in the foyer, $5 per person, and please give the money to Sister Kyron Hamner. Baby dedication Sunday morning, always a special, special time. Ladies United Fellowship, Monday evening, May 23rd at 6.30 p.m. in the Family Life Center. And I hope you praise God for that Family Life Center. We couldn't afford to build that right now, but he gave it to us in advance. Some hard work from some a lot of men and women here, but it's it's been such a blessing. Painting class with Sister Callan Rhodes, $10 pay at the door. That's awesome. Brittany Harrison, Brandon Cleveland wedding. They've never been married. But here at the church at 7 p.m., May the 28th, they're going to jump the broomstick. Some of you don't even know what that means. Mission Pledge, May 29th. Somebody say Vacation Bible School. Oh, come on. Vacation Bible School. We have got some people that are working so hard and desperately and, and, and earnestly. It is going to be one of the best ones that we've ever had, and it's going to be right here in the auditorium, and that's June the 6th through the 10th. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer for anyone that would like to help. If you can't do anything but smile, stand around and look, do it. But there's other things that need to be done. So the ushers are coming right now to receive our Wednesday evening offering, and I cannot thank you enough. I mean, there's just no words to thank you for helping our city have such a great place to come and so many activities that are funded by your tithing and contributions. Father, bless this people. Cause their minds to be healed and their spirits to be filled. Cause their finances to be blessed as they walk in discipline with them. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you as you give as unto the Lord. Lord, I love to worship your name and give you
Would you stand as Brother Jeff Jones comes to the pulpit to minister the word of the Lord, the heart of a man that cares deeply about the future of our city, of our nation, and consistently touches the hem of God's garment. The anointing of the Lord has been upon him. He has tons of prayers from an old grandpa and some family, grandma and mother. Just dozens of you have prayed with and for him. And I thank God for him. Brother Jeff, would you come to this pulpit? Just open your heart. seated. I don't take this lightly, uh, and I know pastor doesn't, because the Bible says that every man's got to give an account for every word or deed that he does. And whenever he asks me to, to preach, he's got to give an account for asking me to do this. And if I say something, it kind of scares me that I might mess up. But I couldn't help but think whenever I found out Yesterday, uh, I guess Pastor had called me Monday morning, and yesterday I told my boss that I, I'm i going to preach tonight, and he said, well, me too. So it was on him. He said his church preaching tonight, and Brother Randy Armstrong is over at Living Word preaching tonight. And I couldn't help but think what hell's tried to do to me, what hell's tried to do to destroy me, what hell's tried to do to destroy Brother Randy, what hell's tried to do to destroy my boss, and God is raising up a people, and he's calling them out, and they're ministering to other people, and I am thankful for that. We serve a God. I, I've done some things in my life that nobody knows about. I've thought some thoughts in my life that nobody knows about, but God knows, and he's forgiven me. And that's what I love about my God. He's never left me nor forsaken me. He's always been there for me, and I love my God. I'm thankful for him tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like God is, well, I don't feel I know God spoke to me about a message that uh, he he started working on me Monday, and then he started just feeding me after uh, Pastor had called me Monday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday. He just kept on and kept on, and uh, if I had to title my message, it would be called The Storms of Life. In Matthew 14 and 22, it's a familiar passage. And it says, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, 
It was tossed with waves from, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered and said unto them, or said unto him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And if he and he said, Come. And when the and when Peter come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried, saying unto the Lord, Save me, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou stout? And when they were come to the ship, the wind had ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him and saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. If y'all would pray with me. God, I know everything that you fed to me this week. I may not have gotten it all wrote down, Lord. I just pray that you would remove this flesh right now. You would remove my thoughts. You would restore your thoughts. You would restore your spirit unto me, God, as I try to bring this message that you give to me, that I may let these people receive it in your name tonight, God. Bless this word and bless these people in Jesus' name. Sunday evening, we had a storm come through. And during this storm, the winds got a little carried away. And it blew some tree limbs down. It blew a tree over at my house. And this tree, it, had, it, it wasn't just any tree. It was a significant tree. It meant a lot to me. Uh, a few years ago, a dear friend of mine passed away, and they had a an auction uh, to help benefit the family. And I bought this tree through this auction. It was a an autumn blaze maple, Pastor. It was fiery red in the in the fall. I mean, it just turned a beautiful red. And as I woke up, and my wife. She told me, she said, it blew Philip's tree away. It blew Philip's tree down. And I got discouraged. I mean, I've got all these other ugly trees out in the yard. I've got all kinds of, I've got boat arcs. I've got some, I don't know what they are. They're just ugly trees. That's what I call them. They're ugly trees. But it took this one tree that I, that I manicured, that I weed, I don't weed it around every tree, but this tree, I weed it around, I take care of this tree. This tree, every time I walk by it, it reminds me of a long lost brother because I know that in that tree it represented life. So I went to work and I thought about it and uh, that's when pastor had called me and asked me to preach and I said, it's got to do something with the tree. It's got to do something with a storm that come through. And so when I got home Monday night, 
I got my chainsaw, and it, I mean, it just snapped this tree at the bottom. And uh, so I got my chainsaw, and I cut it off where the stump was just square. And when I cut it off, I seen that the, the stump, the root, it was half dead. But this tree, it was in full bloom. It done, it, it's an autumn blaze maple. They put off these little, my wife calls them helicopters, and you, and you pick them up and you plant them, and they'll, they'll grow another tree. And I've got several of those helicopters off of this tree, and I've got a little pot behind the house that I've, I've planted some of these. I've got nine on my back porch or on my back deck where I've started growing some of these maple trees, just trying it out. And so I've got some of these helicopters off of this tree. But as I looked at this, this stump, it was half dead and half alive. And I couldn't understand what was going on with this tree because it was beautifully, it was green. It, it, it was just doing what it was supposed to be doing. And then I couldn't help but think, sometimes in our lives, we may look good on the inside but we're dying on the inside. I mean, we, we may look good on the outside, but we're dying on the inside. The outside may look good. It may look like it's supposed to, but on the inside, there's hurt, there's pain, there's all kinds of storms going through our lives where the enemy, he's trying to destroy us. But on the outside, we want to put on, we, I want to put on nice clothes. I want to look good. I don't want to let my brothers know that I'm hurting. I don't want to let everybody, I don't want to let my family know what's going on in my life. But on the inside, it's hurting, Pastor, on some certain things. And as we go through life, how many people do I encounter on a day-to-day -day basis? I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what life's bringing them. But they may look good and cheerful on the outside. How are we treating our brothers and our sisters that we encounter at the grocery store? Just because they don't check us out fast enough and we get angry. Just because they don't wait on us quick enough, we get angry. We don't know what that person's going through. It's, it's, it's brought me to a different level, Pastor, where I've got to start looking past the outside of people. I've got to start looking on what's going on in the inside. I've got to start digging deeper. That tree, it could not talk to me. It could not tell me, hey, I needed more water. Hey, I need less water. Hey, I need some fertilizer. It couldn't tell me what it needed. Sometimes people won't tell you what you need. We have to pray for a discernment of a spirit. We have to pray for that spirit for God to give us that discernment so we can reach out to our friends, to our loved ones. We're living in a world where people are hurting. They're covering it up. They're committing suicides. They're going to alcohol. They're going to drugs. They're going to all kinds of things. I'm tired of the devil trying to ruin people's lives. Jesus. The other day, I guess it was yesterday on my job, I got a text message from a guy that lives out there, and it, it just aggravated me. I mean, I was just fire. I was, I was ready to quit. I mean, I was man. I'm just, I'm tired of this. I'm happy. and I started telling Brother Jim about it, and Brother Jim starts preaching to me, 
and he starts helping, he starts lifting me up, and that's what we've got to do as a church. Whenever your friends, they come to you with a problem, don't, don't get there and worry them down and, and sit there and waller in their problems with them. Lift them up, and I'm thankful that I work with some men that can lift me up in prayer. They can lift me up in words of encouragement. We're all in this together, church. We've got to be in this together. Just because I'm not a Brother Griffith or I'm not a Pastor Meyer, I'm not a Philip Taylor, I'm not a, I'm not a Jerry Newberry. I'm growing in my own grace. I'm growing in my own way. The other day, Jerry and I, we got to go fishing, and he was wearing me out. And the boat kept drifting. It kept drifting over here. And I said, Brother Jerry, do I need to move back over here? He's like, no, I just want you to catch up. He done wore me out catching fish. And so the next day, I get to take my wife fishing. And I, I feel like Jerry Newberry because I'm wearing them out. And she's, and she's like missing them, missing them, missing them. And I got to thinking, I said, she don't have to be as good as me. She hadn't fished as, I hadn't fished as long as Brother Jerry. I hadn't, she hasn't fished as long as me. I hadn't gone to church as long as some of you. Some of you may not have gone to churches. Don't let the devil stop you. Thank you for me. You're not growing because the enemy's going to try to do whatever he can to stop you. Like I said, if he had had his way, I would not be here tonight. He's done everything he could in his power, but we serve a God that his grace and his mercy is abundant tonight. I'm thankful for him tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We must pray. We must live in an hour of prayer. Sometimes in my life, it can be dangerous praying because I'm in, a lot, I'm in vehicles moving quite a bit and I'm praying. And sometimes I get carried away. Sometimes the Spirit starts moving upon me. If I'm listening to some music and I'm starting to worship God and I'm seeking more of Him, I'm trying to get into that different level because I know what hell's... The devil's been on my back for about two or three weeks now. He's just been hounding me. Every time that the prison goes on lockdown, the devil's always trying to discourage me and tell me not to go back. The devil's always trying to discourage me and tell me not to do things. And he's been riding my back. But you know what? That's when I start worshiping and I start praying and I start seeking the things of God. And God starts pushing those those storms back. He starts pushing that Bible, uh, that devil back. You know, with his hand, he can calm the sea. With his hand, he there is no storm that's too powerful. There is no storm that's coming against you that the God that we serve cannot deliver you through. We've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to move. This church, this world, is, it's, it's, it's going into a terrible direction. 
where we can make a difference. Prayer makes a difference. Worshiping God makes a difference. Serving the kingdom of heaven makes a difference in our lives. We can't let the enemy win. The enemy won't win unless you allow him to. I'm going to I'm going to pray more, pastor. I'm going to I'm going to try to seek more of the face of God. I'm going to worship more. This flesh this flesh is tired tonight. This body's give out. Didn't want to be up here. But I've got to put this flesh behind me because this flesh is going to be in a grave somewhere. This flesh is going to rot away. What's inside? What's inside of me? It's like what's inside of that tree. That tree. It's got life inside of it. And that life is continually growing. We've got to grow and we've got to mature as a tree. We've got to be rooted in this word of God to where when the wind blows, we're not going to snap over, where we're not going to fall over, where the enemy can't knock us over. We can't have nothing dead inside of us. God has called us out of the darkness. He's called us away from that dark. He's called me away from drug addiction. He's called me away from being an alcoholic. He's called me away from that. The enemy, he can't hold that over my head anymore. He can't use that against me. But he'll try anything he can. He'll use whatever he can. He'll use friends. He'll use family. He'll use strangers. It doesn't matter who he's going to use. And they don't even know they're being used by the enemy. That's the sad part about it. We've got to stir up something inside of us that's going to live forever. When uh, when storms come, working for the county, we've got a big burn pile out back where we have to haul limbs off and we have to go, go around check roads and cut tree limbs hanging down uh, Everything's swaying in the road, or if trees have fallen over in the road, we've got to go there. And we may build a fire, and we'll burn them on a non-windy day. And it may be two, two, three, four, five, six days later, and there's nothing left there. And then we go cut some more limbs, and we just go pile it up back there. And then we did this just a few weeks ago, and we come in over the weekend, and they were all gone. And they're like, well, who lit the fire? I'm like, Nobody lit the fire. The fire was still burning deep down inside, but somebody had to add a little bit more kindling to it. Somebody had to add a little bit more fuel to the fire to get it to flame up again. And that's what we've got to do in our lives. We've got to keep adding fuel. We've got to keep adding kindling to our fires to where when the storms of life come, we've got a fire that can put out that storm. We serve a God that can put out that storm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you had multiple renewings in a day? Today, hell's been on my back, like I said, for two or three weeks. It seemed like everything I touched, it just didn't go right. Nothing ever worked out right. 
running a piece of equipment. You tell it to do something, and it does something completely different from what I'm telling it to do. And oh, that ain't what I want you to do. But we've got to be renewed of the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. Today, I was in the motor grader all day, and it was a peaceful day. And I mean, God just gave me peace all day today as I was, I just had my iTunes going, and I just had, I mean, wasn't getting no distractions, and I mean, I was just doing my thing over there, and God, and I got to pray, and I got to just, you know, enjoy His Spirit being in the presence of God. There's no place that I would rather be than to be in his presence because when I'm in his presence, there's less of me and there's more of him coming in my life. There's less of Jeff trying to get in the way and there's more of God trying to get a hold of me and I'm being sensitive to the spirit and I'm listening to the things that he has to say to me, the direction that he wants to take my ministry. I don't believe I've seen what he wants to do in the ministry over there at Telford. I don't believe, not trying to embarrass him, but I've got a good friend right here. He's a product of my ministry of Telford. He's done his time over there, but yet God saved this man. He's a, He's got to hear me preach more than y'all have probably. And I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful for men like that, that men that respond to the ministry, men, when they get out, they get a hold of the real Jesus. They get a hold of the real God. They get a hold of the real deal. And when they get out, they're not turning back. They're not letting the devil have control over them anymore. Jeremiah 20 and 9 says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay I want that fire shut up in my bones whenever I'm weary whenever I'm tired and the enemy's trying to come against me and I've got to get a shout in me I've got to get a dance in me I don't care what the devil says anymore I'm going to worship my God I've got to get that fire inside of my bones I've come too far to turn back to what the devil's trying to do to me I've come too far church you've come too far to do what the devil's trying to do against you They have wildfires out in California, out in the west all the time. And that wind blows it. We've got to be set on fire to where when the wind blows us, we go out into this city, we go out into this community, and our fire is spreading upon them. Hallelujah. We've got to get a hold of something, church. We've got to get a hold of that Holy Ghost in fire. That's what's going to deliver us out of here. That's what's going to take us out of here. I don't ever want to lose. I've lost it before. I've backslid three times. Three different times I've left this stuff. It's probably been 18 years now that, that I've, been, I've been here. I haven't. Yeah, I've still got mad. Yeah, the devil still tried to come against me. Yeah, I've still had trials and tribulations. But my God has prevailed. My God has never failed me. My God has never left me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
can't take our eyes off the Lord. We just can't do it, church. The enemy, he's going to do whatever he can to distract you. But Jerry, I'm not going to fish for it. I'm going to serve God. Pastor, I'm not going to go to ball games more than I go to church. I mean, I've, people get convicted of different things, different ways. I get conviction all the time because I, I listen to the man of God that's above my life. And I'm not going to cheer for a ball player because the ball player is not going to come to my bedside when I'm hurting and when I'm needing prayer. He's not going to come over there and plead the blood of Jesus and lay hands on me. I can't cheer for a man like that. I'll get excited a little bit and I'll get aggravated and frustrated with them. But I'm not going to sit there and hoop and holler for them and root them on. They haven't done nothing for me like this man of God has. This man of God that goes to the throne for us each and every day. He, he hurts when we hurt. He cries when we cry. He's happy when we're happy. He's excited when we're excited. But he can't do it on his own, church. We've got to bind together and stand behind the man of God that gets behind this pulpit. We've got to keep him lifted up in prayer. We've got to keep him lifted up because hell's coming at him in a mighty way. Whatever hell's bringing at you, I've learned this from Pastor. He said, uh, whatever we're going through, Hell's bringing it to him too. And as far as my ministry going over there into Telford, whenever I see the, I think that's why it affects me so much when they're on lockdown because I know that those men are affected in a terrible way and because they're not getting the word. There's some hungry men inside of that place over there. There's some men that are seeking the Holy Ghost. There's some men that are receiving the Holy Ghost. But one good thing about it, there's a ministry inside of there. There's a core group of men in there that when we're not allowed in there, that they're still preaching Jesus' name, baptism. They're still preaching the Holy Ghost and fire. They're still getting the Holy Ghost in their cells over there. We've got to continue on, church. There was a, a guy I got real close to at Telford. He's no longer there. He's, he got shipped to a different unit, but he was up for parole. And uh, I, I went through the, the steps to help write support letters and everything for him. And I just, I mean, this is a man of God. He, he's a backslidden apostolic. We've got to keep him lifted up, church. He's a backslidden apostolic. I could be there. It could be me inside of that prison. I could be over there. But I know this man. I know his heart for God. Him and Brother Philip were real close, but he just got a two-year set off, and I looked him up, and I knew he was up for parole, and I seen it, and man, I just, I, I got on there, and I, I wrote him an encouragement letter, and I got one from the, he said, I'm not, I'm not sad, I, I've still got work here to do, and he was, he was more, uh, he was more comfortable with not getting it than I was, because I just knew that this was the time. I just knew that the things that he, the steps that he's taken in his life, but he said, I'm not worried about it. I've still got work to do here. He still, he got moved to a different unit, but yet they don't know about the Holy Ghost on this unit. They don't know about Jesus' name, baptism on this unit. He's asking me to send him tracts over there. He's asking me to send him tracts. He said, hey, send me some Spanish tracts. I got some Spanish brothers that are needing to know why we need to be baptized in Jesus' name. He's still... So it just ain't happening at Telford. There's men that's moved off. 
but he's still got a fire burning inside of him. No matter what the storms of life have brought at him. I know many of you, y'all been through some storms in your life. But yet, you're still sitting here on a Wednesday night in May of 2022 where the devil did not win. Isaiah 5 and 14 says, Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. I see that happening out there in the world. I see what hell's doing out there in the world. It's opening its mouth. It's Satan's walking around this earth like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. You know, there's a, there's a rule in the jungle that a lion... He don't go after the fastest animal. He don't go after the strongest of the flock. He's looking for the one in the back. He's looking for the weak one. He's looking for the one that can't defend himself. There are certain groups of animals. I think it's the buffalo. I'm not 100% sure. But they'll put their sick up front. They'll surround their sick to protect them. But I've, I've read that. I've had to do some work. But I believe, I'm pretty sure it's the buffaloes that, that whenever they're sick, they put them in the front, and the, the, the healthy herd surrounds them. That's what we've got to do as a church. When we see our brother or our sister hurting, we've got to surround them and shield off them darts that the devil's trying to throw at them. First Peter 5 and 6, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty God, hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, stead, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of grace... Somebody say that. But the God of grace, who hath called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that he had suffered a while, he make you perfect, establish you, strengtheneth you, and settle you. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. If we could all stand. As Peter Asked to be stepped out. Lord, if that be you, let me come unto you. That's what Peter did. And as he was walking, he, he, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And he started looking around at the waves. He started looking around at the storm. And he started sinking. I've done that before, church. I've taken my eyes off of our God and I've looked at the storms that were surrounding me and I started sinking. But then I realized, I reached up for heaven. I started calling upon his name. The Bible says at the mention of his name, the demons have to flee. And whenever I mention his name, those demons, they start pushing back. They start running back. So as Peter 
as he's sinking, as he's struggling, and he's saying, Lord, Jesus, I, I just couldn't imagine what would be going through. But as Jesus reached down and picked him up, and he said, oh, ye of little faith. I wonder how much of us, how many of us tonight have lost a little, just a little bit of faith. You know, we've taken our eyes off some things that God's called us to do. We're all ministers. We're all, you may not be up here on the pulpit. You may not be uh, on the keyboard or whatever. But when you go out into that city out there, there's a world that's hurting. There's a world that's hurting out there. We've got to minister to them. Sometimes you're the only church. Sometimes you're the only message that they're going to hear. You don't know what kind of hell that they're going to go back through whenever they go home. You don't know what their, their spouses or their kids or whoever their parents may be even doing. But we've got to be reaching for those people. We've got to have faith in a God. Whenever we start falling and we start sinking, we've got to call upon his name and reach for him. I'm going to open up these altars tonight if you want to come and pray. I never, even in the prison, I always make sure that we have time to pray. Because it draws me closer to my God. It draws me closer to Him. So if you have something that you just want to thank Him, just come down here and let's worship Him. Rejoice with Him. There's a hunger and a thirst. I am desperate. Immerse me. I'm not waiting on any
Mercy. 